Welcome in, everybody. Today, I will be the one introducing. I'm Steven Shred, along with the man nerd himself, and this is... Video Nerds. Alright, so today, we're going to be doing something a little different. Uh, we've covered a few anime, thanks to uh, my obsession with anime. <laughs> and uh... Yeah, it's it's bordering on a problem, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if regular shows right now were better, I would watch those. They're not. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so I had the idea because uh, two new shows came out because anime goes on a seasonal thing, which I mentioned before. So right now we're hitting the uh, summer season, which means new summer anime. So I thought it would be kind of cool for us to go over the first episode of a couple shows and... Uh, give a little synopsis and review of that so that maybe you guys dig it you can watch through it with us and then at the end we'll give our reviews of the entire season and uh you know maybe we could uh share in uh those ideals instead of just giving a review later that maybe you guys hadn't checked out the show yeah so give you time to catch up man <laughs> yep which uh i'm gonna be starting us off with an anime that is very near and dear to my heart it is the first anime that I ever watched as a kid. It is Roroni Kenshin, the 2023 remake. So Roroni Kenshin is a uh, samurai-esque style uh, anime once uh, the, the time period is when they went from uh, the era that was ruled by the shoguns, heading more into the modern era where things began to become uh, westernized in uh, Japan, somewhat at least. So I'm going to break down the story, like, you know, a little bit of, about it. But then after that, I'm going to get into what's in the first episode. So stick around for this, and then I'll give you the warning before I go into the first episode if you want to just go into the first episode blind. So the show as a whole is about Kenshin Himura, who was a uh, renowned samurai slash kind of assassin known as Batosai the Manslayer. He fought for the revolution, and the revolution was to overthrow the shoguns so that it would give power to the people instead of having shoguns rule everything. Now that is not exactly how things went. Uh, he found that he was used more as a weapon than he was actually used as a uh, sword that would bring a new era of peace, as he was told. So he decided to put it away and become a Roroni, which is a uh, swordsman with no path. And he would trade in his blade of murder for a reverse blade katana, which 
the blade is pointed at yourself. So the only person you could hurt with a reverse blade katana is yourself. And uh, we go through his journey through uh, the new Meiji era, trying to find his place. And uh, yeah, so that is the gist of what you get with uh, the story. So I'm going to get into the first episode now. So if you want to go in blind, just pause it right here and uh, skip to when uh, Mandrew takes over to tell you about another series. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so first episode starts off quick. We get introduced to Kamiya Kaori, a Kaoru, I believe. Uh, she is looking for Batosai the Manslayer, who has been killing people in, uh, in her town and in her area. So she stumbles upon Kenshin who she doesn't know is actually Vitosai the Manslayer. So she confronts him. He has a very goofy personality. Uh, very not what you would think a, uh, you know, one of the top murderers in uh, the revolution would be. But that just goes to, you know, contrast the ideals that he had in his mind that drove him to become the uh, Batosai. So she confronts him. He says he hasn't been killing anybody. She investigates his sword to look for uh, any signs of wear and tear, blood stains, anything like that, and his blade's clean. And he shows it's a reverse blade, so he's not gonna be killing anybody with that. Then uh, we go to find that she is the uh, instructor and the head of a dojo that teaches uh, that teaches um, swordsmanship, the kendo school, so. And wasn't it his style, basically? No. That they were trying to teach? It, it's not his style, it's the fake Botosai is claiming that he is a student of her style. Okay. A style that was developed by her father. They uh they talk, you know, he comes to the school, he we we get them introducing themselves to each other basically. After investigating his sword, seeing that he's not the, the uh man that she's looking for, the real deal, quote unquote real deal, the actual person that's been masquerading as Botosai the Manslayer comes in, attacks them both she is uh, not fatally injured, but she gets injured. She's defended, they escape. So Kenshin goes with her to the school, learns a little bit more of the background. Uh, the man posing as Batosai the Manslayer is claiming that he's using her sword style, which we'll find out the reason why at the end of the episode. So she needs to defend her good name because it's a school that is uh, now losing students because they associate her school with the uh, the killings that are happening. So from there, we then uh, hop forward a little bit. Kenshin has a little sneaky suspicion. There's somebody that works at the school with her. Kenshin has some ideas of what's going on. While they're at the uh, school, we're introduced to somebody who is uh, helping tend to her wounds. Now, it turns out that the fake Botosai is actually this guy's brother. They have their own school, they have their own agenda, so the idea was you get a fake Batosai murdering people, saying he's doing it in the name of the school, and as a student from the school, takes away business, and now uh, they're left with nobody, and everyone has to go to him. Now, that's not what happens, because of course, Kenshin steps in. We get to see a little bit of uh, Kenshin's abilities, and then he reveals that he's actually Batosai the Manslayer but no longer has that uh, that banner on his name and no longer wishes to. So that's the gist of the first episode. We get introduced to 
our main characters being Kenshin and uh, Kamiya, I believe her name is, or as he uh, says, Miss uh, Kaoru. Uh, and I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it took me back <laughs> because the very first episode of the original series is very similar to the remake. So it took me back to being a kid and seeing that for the first time because, you know, I was, I was a kid. I didn't know what anime was. I didn't watch like Dragon Ball Z or anything like that. So that was my first like introduction to anime. I was like, oh man, like it's trying people get killed. This is crazy. <laughs> it, it was, it was awesome. This one was fun. Yeah, I liked it. It wasn't like totally action packed, but it's just so well done. The story, the animation, the characters, the voice actors. It's just so, so good that I know I'm going to like the whole thing. I know it. <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, of course, there there's just little things that I just really appreciated that, of course, come from the manga, but the fact that I'm seeing it again, like the way that he speaks, uh, he ends his sentences with uh, that it is, so it is, like, a lot of that. It's like, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, this is some something that it is. It, it, it just reminds me of, like, way back when, when I was watching it as a kid. So it was really cool, but yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> now, very but. last thing we'll talk about for this, the songs. Ooh, the songs. Yep. So we're going to be going over these as a consistent thing with all the anime we cover, man, the, both of these songs were bangers. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. They were both so good. Yep. Intro and outro, both very hype. Like I, I was in. <laughs> I would I would put it to words hype and drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and go for it. Now, rating time. Mhm. I'm going to put this one at I'm going to put this one at a D12 to D20 cuz it's high D12, maybe D20. We'll see how the rest goes. I'm very I have very high hopes for this series and uh yeah, so far it started off with, with a really good run. I'm going to go D20 because of this nostalgia factor. This is basically like my version of like when uh, people watch all these like really old movies and they bring back the original characters and stuff and it's actually done well. Yeah. Like, uh, nice. Th this is like my version of that, but just in a way that doesn't feel, I don't know, cheap. Because all in all, Roroni Kenshin was never really a hugely popular series. Like, I'm sure if you talk to a lot of people that have been watching anime for a long time, they would know it. But this has always been one that anytime I would bring it up, a lot of people would be like, oh, what's that? I'm like, dude, it's an old show. <laughs> so Yeah, I didn't even know it existed until you said something. Yeah. So hearing that the remake was coming, I was super excited. So I'm going D20. I think the series is going to be a banger. And I hope, because the original series did get to points where it started to drag on but the arcs and the fights were so good that it was worth it but the original series was a little under 100 episodes to get done with uh, i think five or six arcs or something like that so getting all yeah. of that compacted into the modern version of the way that they do anime i think it's going to be a lot like bleach where they just get rid of all the filler and they just make the hype and the like parts that really, really get you glued to the screen just amplified. They demon slayer it up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like Bleach Thousand Year Blood War is very similar. Cause I watched the entire series of Bleach 
uh, more recently in the last year. And let me tell you, there are moments where you're just like, I, I guess we're just going to power through this. But Thousand Year Blood War, every episode was a banger. Every episode something happened where you're just like, all right, we need to put on the next episode right now. So really hoping that we get that same kind of uh, consistency with the Roni Kenshin. All right. Awesome. We'll see what happens. I hope so, too. That would be super sweet. I don't like it when they drag on. It's the worst. All right. Well, looks like I'm going to get into the next one here. Next one. It's going to be another one that actually you recommended called Zom 100. Bucket List of the Dead. So that kind of gives you something right there. And this is on Netflix, Hulu, Crunchyroll, anywhere else? I'm not sure, but I mean, those pretty much cover everything. Yeah, it's on all the main players right there, which is kind of weird for anime. How often do you see that? Not very often. Yeah. All right. So this particular series, it is about ZOM 100. Of course, it is a zombie themed one. So you start off, you get, I'm not going to go into super spoilers yet. Basically, a character that you're introduced to. Uh, fresh out of college, gets a job. It slowly just tears him down and eats his soul, which a lot of people can relate to. So it gets to the point where he doesn't even know why he's working anymore, and he just pretty much hates life. He doesn't uh, he doesn't experience life. He's even seen the world in kind of dull tones, like hardly any color. Doesn't realize the sky's blue anymore, and then all of a sudden. The zombie apocalypse happens and he's going through all this he's running for his life and the craziest thing happens which is very weird he gets happy he gets happy that he doesn't have to go to work ever again and it seems like that zombie apocalypse is freeing him all right so now now we've got the basic gist of this now let's get into some spoilers here now let's get to the nitty-gritty of his job and i want to talk to you about this steven mm -hmm. So, how can you relate to his corporate job? Uh, have you ever been in a situation like that where it's just day-to-day, -day, you work too much, they expect too much from you, uh, you don't get paid like you should, and it's just eating your life away? Not necessarily, but I guess like, because <laughs> I've never worked like a corporate job, but just the idea of, um, I guess like, back when I was going super hard in like a school and like, you know, college and all that, just the idea mm -hmm. of like your daily grind and like just kind of getting stuck in it. So like a, a minimal version of it, but the idea of just getting stuck in this like joyless like cycle of just like, I got to do it again tomorrow. And then you get like your yeah. couple of days and you're just like, oh, we're, we're back at it. <laughs> Could you relate? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, I can relate in, in ways not not fully like that. That was super extreme, but definitely had those moments where you're like I really don't want to go to work. I I don't I don't want to at all. And it's like everything in your mind and you're even there waiting to walk in, you're just sitting there. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> now, my favorite part of that is how it started out. His first day and he's super excited. He meets all his coworkers. They seem nice enough, and it seems like a place he wants to be, and he goes through his first day, and then they go to a restaurant afterwards, having food, having good conversation. Feels like he's part of the team now, and it changes so drastically. Once they're done drinking their beers, eating their food, he's like, okay, well, I'll see you guys later. See you guys tomorrow. 
but everybody says, okay, back to work. They pull out their name tags and go back to work. All nighter. Ends up that his first day ends up being two days, hardly any sleep. Then he gets to go home and do it again. I thought that was so, it's sad and funny at the same time. <laughs> when that <laughs> reveal happened, how did that make you feel? Man, it, it just got me in my head like, man, like I, I know there are like so many people that can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. It's like, you know, I know we even having a full-time job, have it, that's having it easy compared to a lot of people, but it's one of those things. It can definitely bring you down for sure. But uh, all about trying to find a way to look at life brighter again, which is what he does. When the zombie apocalypse happens, there's a scene where he starts to see color for the first time again, and he notices it. And he is just, it's weird. He's very joyful, and he has to do what he wanted to do for the last three years, pretty much profess his love for uh, the girl he liked at work, who was actually the mistress of the CEO, and then basically give his notice to the CEO, which he ends up doing to zombies. And you would think that that would drag him down, but no, once he does it, he feels better and runs off. <laughs> that was that was funny as hell. <laughs> Now, at the end of this, you get his realization that there's so many things that he's wanted to do that now he has the opportunity to do. So he starts writing a bucket list, and that's what this show's going to be about. Now, what do you think might be some cool things on his bucket list? Maybe maybe one or two. Man, I would think... I know, it's a hard I one. I would think one of them would probably be something like super crazy, like fly a plane or something like that. Uh -huh. And then I would assume we would get some like very minimal one. Like he said, one of the things was he just wanted to like sit at home and watch movies all day and day drink. Yep. <laughs> so like they're going to be so super minimal. Like one's going to be like, you know, fly a plane or drive a ship. And then another one's going to be like, I don't know, like try a food that he's never tried before. <laughs> and I'm wondering if this show is going to keep that whole pace of him just wanting to, you know, live life with zombies around him, or if he's gonna actually realize that he gets into the same thing that he was before, just now in a zombie apocalypse. I don't know if it's gonna take that dark turn or not. It could even take the uh, My Name is Earl approach and every episode will be about a thing on the list. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. Now this one, I'm really excited for. And uh, Roni Kenshin was great and I know I hope it's going to be a D20 for me at the end of the season. This one, this first episode, D20 all the way, man. <laughs> D20. They're very different shows because it's like Roni Kenshin's like a historical thing where it, there's all these background things happening and, you know, the story is supposed to be like about redemption and all these things. This one's more about like, I guess, the opposite spectrum of that where it's redemption in a way, but it's... Now I'm not going to take things as seriously, and it's time to have some fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think there's, like, a huge distinction between them. <laughs> so, yeah. Huge, yes. D20 for me as well. <laughs> this this uh, first episode got me really excited. It's always, like, a big thing with me where it's, like, if the first episode gets me excited, I'm, like, I'm all in. There's been a few shows where people are like, no, no, just keep watching, you know, like, it gets better. And then it, maybe it does get better. But uh, this one, I didn't need two or three. <laughs> Okay, nice. 
Uh, now, I know you've been noticing the, we'll call it, uh, we were calling it anime secrets or like the tropes that they portray in the animation. Did you notice any of those in either of these? I didn't. Roni Kenshin, I don't think really had any of those. Zom 100 might. So uh, what he's referring to is there's like little, little character design things that uh, they put into um, anime to kind of give you a, a description of the character that's just visible. Like uh, one that I was talking about that's very prominent in quite a few shows is uh, characters that always have their eyes closed. Like Gin being the biggest example in uh, Bleach. Uh, it, it's supposed to symbolize um, somebody who either has something to hide or somebody who's very mischievous. So it could be a good or bad thing. Like uh, there's a show called Uzaki Chan wants to hang out is like the most non like serious show ever but the mom constantly has her eyes closed because she thinks that her daughter's friend has a crush on her so she's constantly like hiding this weird like fantasy she makes and it's like the goofiest dumbest thing but the (laughs) idea that the eyes are closed all the time it's like uh I forgot the Japanese way of saying it but it essentially translates to fox eyes like a trickster kind of thing. And then uh, I forgot what it's called, but characters with a single hair sticking out of their head or a piece of hair that sticks out of their head. Uh, Anya from Spy Family has one. Uh, Wiz from Konosuba has one. A lot of characters have it, and it's supposed to uh, show that the character's goofy. So I didn't see any of those, but Zom 100, I would assume we might see a few of those. Maybe some closed eyes, maybe some uh, little hair sticking out. <laughs> Especially now that it's going to be lighter that the zombie apocalypse ha- happened, which is weird to think of because now it's it's a lighter show now that he doesn't have to work. Yeah. Dude, the color scheme was super cool. That was like the first thing I noticed. Super cool. All the blood. It's like there's green, there's blue, there's red, there's purple. Yellow, purple. Yeah, there's just yeah. splatters everywhere because now he's seeing the world in color. All right. Well, let's get to your favorite part. Intro, outro, man. As far as songs go? Yep. Oh, man. That intro song. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Damn. That one's like the definition of hype right there. Yep. That was about it. I'm I'm really excited to see how everything pans out just based off like what they kind of show in like the little intros and outros. But man, songs were good. They didn't go the classic anime route where it just sounds like, you know, just like something random with like like anime songs almost always sound like very downplayed like power metal with like either like power metal-y stuff or like soft piano-y kind of things with like just Japanese vocals over them but man these ones are hype <laughs> both shows yeah, and a lot of them I've noticed is like what I call emotional teen music <laughs> yeah yeah definitely get that <laughs> All right, well, until the next new series, we'll uh, review both of these at the end of the first season and uh, go from there. So hopefully it lives up to what we saw because we like both of these. These look like they're going to be awesome. And if you guys want to jump in, I hope you enjoy as well as much as we did, at least the first episodes. And then we'll we'll catch you right at the end of the series there. All right, anything else you want to add here? Uh, not really. Um, Roni Kenshin, the only thing I would add is just the first run through was really good, but, uh, I would say don't even bother with it because this one's, this one might have better pacing because, uh, the pacing in the old one was, uh, very, very slow. (laughs) 
to wait for the season and then decide maybe to go go in yeah maybe they might skip out on a few things here and there but uh overall it's it's seeming like it's shot for shot in not shot for shot animation but the story hits are there so all right well until the next one we'll see you later see you